All right, people, let's get things going. Welcome. I'm your host, John Randall. Today, we're going to talk about revenue sustainability. Thank you for those of you that can be on live. I know most of you watch the video replays. Thank you so much. Uh, our YouTube channel is getting uh, uh, lots of great looks there. So interesting topic today, a little bit different than we normally talk in our segments of growth. This is a component of growth, and it's really how to sustain revenue, no matter what's going on. So if you think about the worst thing that can happen uh, to, to your practice, a, a lot of you out there, most of your revenue is tied to assets, and a big percentage of assets is tied to the markets. So market downturns, and market downturns that stay down, for a long period of time is one of the most dangerous things for our business and it's completely out of our control. So it's rare that these happen. When they do happen, we come back pretty quickly from it. But today is all about how to sustain revenue no matter what is going on in the markets is what our focus is here. But just to get yourself in the mindset of what we're talking about here, let's just pretend there's a 30% market downturn, and we're stuck there for a long time, many months, maybe even a whole year. Think about how that might impact your revenue. You probably have to do some things differently, but I have to think a little bit differently about the business to sustain this possible downturn. So here's some ideas to go through it. Uh, I, I know a lot of you that are on here, for those of you who don't, uh, I, I've been an advisor like you most of my career. All I do today is help advisors like you grow. That's my mission in life. I love it. Outside of playing some drums every once in a while, it's all about you and helping you grow. So uh, I, I'm ecstatic to, uh, to help all of you, to be with you. And look, we work with lots of practices around the country, a lot of the very top practices in the industry. So a lot of this comes from them. There's a lot of best practices sharing around. So, um, so it's not just me making this up. Pretty much everything I know I've copied from somebody else. I'm just organizing it and I'm getting it out to you. So always as we go here, just pay attention to what's going on in here. We all have self-limiting beliefs that hold us back. You know, the way we think our mindset, it has a lot to do with our results. Because if we get this right in alignment with where we want to go, we're gonna have the right behaviors and get the right results. If we've got some self-limiting beliefs or some anchors in our mindset that are gonna hold us back, we're not gonna get the results that we want here. So just be aware, if you have some self-limiting beliefs and the things we talk about today, let's keep track of them, let me know, let's talk about them in our coaching session, send me a text, send me an email, I'd love to hear about it so we can work on them. So, so what we're gonna to cover today in uh, the next really 25 minutes here is trends in the financial industry. What's been going on over time, what we have seen and what to expect going forward. We're gonna talk about some different practice revenue models that are out there. We're gonna talk about your products, how to think about the lineup, and uh, of course, how to replace any assets that you know might be declining in this uh, terrible scenario out of our control if the markets go down and uh, we can't do anything about it. So as we look at our industry, the financial industry, the uh, 22 years I've been part of it, there's been one thing that's been consistently talked about is that asset management fees, there's compression. 
they continue to decline. Now the averages are declining, keep in mind. So I'm not advocating that you go out and, and lower people's fees. That's not what, what it's about at all. Um, the averages are declining and think about why. The low cost providers have really dropped the floor out of the averages. Your vanguardians of the galaxy, your Fidelities, your Charles Schwab, uh, TD Ameritrade, all these low cost providers, they've really driven down the average asset management fee. You've also got a lot of advisors that have said, well, I'm trying to compete on a mass scale. Uh, clients want lower fees, so I'm just going to lower fees and make it easy. So there are still lots of great advisors that charge a premium for their services and have increasing fees. So it's perfectly fine, but we're just talking about industry trends. There's a very clear trend that asset management fees have been declining. And there's a very clear trend that financial planning advice fees are increasing dramatically. So we're seeing this when it comes to those different types of fees. It is a trend. And anytime there are trends, you should let, let them be your friends. So with this trend of asset management declining, financial planning and vice fees increasing might be something to consider in your model. So just look at how much uh, uh, this fee trend has gone on. It, it's been most noticeable in the last 10 years, and it's sort of accelerated in the last five years as there's more automated portfolio management. Uh, even, uh, even providers like Schwab will offer some portfolio management asset allocation for extremely minimal basis points. So this automation, that's what's driving down the asset management fees. And it's a drastic decline in the last five years. There was a study by uh, uh, Price Waterhouse Coopers where a lot of this uh, uh, trends come from. You know, they projected that uh, about you know 22 and a half percent decline in the last five years. They project another 15 percent decline in the average asset management fees over the next five years. Now, remember, we're talking about an average. None of you are average. All of you listening to this are above average. So we're just talking about trends at this point. What's, what's going on? Now, financial planning advice fees, massive increase, 50% increase in the last five years. So as much as one's going down, this is going up by more than double. This is a trend we should make our friend. And uh, this increase is pretty significant. In fact, in this last year, and 2020 was one of the largest increases in financial planning fees in our industry. More advisors engage clients in planning, more advisors charge clients for planning, and the average fee people were willing to pay was way higher than it was. I've got a great article. If uh, you'd like to see it, send me an email, and uh, I'd love to send out this article. It talks about the, the big trend shift that happened in, uh, in 2020 and how the average financial advisors charging over $2,500, $2,500 for annual advice. That's the average. Remember, you are above average. So it's okay to charge more for above average price, which we'll talk about, but these trends are significant here. So 
Uh, I, I've got the, um, a lot of you have seen the investment news. There's a huge study, 130 pages summary of uh, the study of independent uh, financial advisor practices and their financials, where their revenue comes from, uh, where their expenses are going, what their profit margin typically is. Um, I created a summary, a tool of that. If a lot of you remember uh, uh, about a year and a half ago, uh, between a year and a year and a half ago, uh, we created that where you could plug in your uh, financials and kind of see, hey, how do I compare to the industry? How's my profit margin? Where's my revenue coming from? So uh, very, very detailed. If you want to go there again, email me. I'm happy to send that to you. But uh, but this is just a, um, a, a general model of, of just kind of an industry mix that, that we see. I mean, a vast majority of financial advisor revenue comes from asset management as we started with. And uh, uh, it's, gosh, it's over 90% uh, of the um, uh, really ups and downs of an advisor's revenue really tend to be tied to the assets. So think about an advisor adding a lot of new assets to their firm, they're gonna have a big increase in GDC. Um, uh, advisors that solely get their revenue from asset management and there's a big decline, you know, their their revenue or their GDC also declines pretty close, about nine, over 90% correlation there. So there's a little bit of revenue from advice, you know, that the, the typical advisor that still does some uh, commission oriented products. So, you know, much, you know, lion's share of the revenue coming from asset management, a little bit for, from others. So if you apply those trends that we saw, how much asset management's declining, what's projected, uh, how much financial planning is increasing, if we just apply that same uh, trend for the next five years, this is possibly what practices could look like, where close to half of your revenue is coming from asset management, you know, maybe a third or more is coming from financial planning advice and in that, you know, still remaining small portion from, you know, products, things like insurance or other UITs, other things that might produce some kind of, um, you know, commission oriented revenue. So big shift there. And you look even beyond that, you know, you could see a, a, a shift where two thirds of your revenue comes from advice, the number one thing clients want from you. And a much smaller portion of your revenue comes from asset management. If we look ahead 10, 20 years from now, this is probably what practices will look like. So it isn't today, but it's the trends where things are moving. Now, there are some advisors who have said, you know what? I'm going to do what Rain Gretzky did. I'm going to skate where the puck is going, not where the puck is today. And there are some advisors that have said, you know what, I'm going to completely shift my revenue model and go towards where things are heading. And I've seen practices do this. I've seen practices produce seven figures in financial planning advice revenue. Huge amounts of their revenue come from advice and they've really lowered their asset management fees. So it's very easy for clients to roll over all their assets, but the relationship is all about the advice. So much higher advice relationship and much lower about the assets. And then of course, you know, there, there's still some uh, uh, product opportunities as we go. So this is an interesting one to consider. It's a big trend, uh, something to think about in your practice. Now, if you think about a model like this, and we have some kind of 30% downturn in the market. 
you know what? You're not as exposed. There's much less danger for something out of your control in a model like this. Now, a lot of people say, well, well John, uh, I like having a lot of my revenue tied to assets because they go up and my revenue goes up as their accounts go up. And I am a huge fan of that. I am all about it. I'm not discouraging asset management at all. We're just talking about the trends of the industry. Now, look, you can raise your financial planning advice fees. I've seen a couple advisors tie it to someone's net worth and position some kind of correlation that based on your net worth and that growing, that'll determine what your advice fee is and that can grow too. So if people have other things like real estate, uh, maybe some uh, uh, a stake or interest or equity in some kind of business that either they own or they own part of, look, that's pretty different uh, uh, circumstance that there, if there is that 30, percent market downturn, not everything that a client has is tied to that. So you're removing risk from just the, the, the assets in your business. You're tying it to more of their net worth. Because Think about all the times you give advice on all the things that you're not managing. That 401k that's at work that you help out with, the uh, real estate they have. I've had uh, advisors say, gosh, you know, clients pull money out. They bought a business. They bought some additional real estate. They bought this, they bought that, and you're helping out with it. So it's okay for that to be part of the fee. It's okay for that to be part of the value that you charge for. But again, in this scenario, much less risk as a firm, which is the theme here, how to sustain market downturns and consider what some alternative uh, revenue models are in, in practices. So big trend there, probably the biggest one that you can control is your advice fees. It's the biggest opportunity for growth. It's the trend that's growing the most and we should jump on that thing and make it our friend. So from a, from a product perspective, uh, you know, outside of that, we'll talk a little bit more about just, just positioning advice here and, and, and how to get people to upgrade. But uh, another trend we're seeing too in investments, we're seeing a lot of investments uh, more and more assets are pouring to things that have some kind of protection. Not so much your traditional annuities, but more of these structured type products. Um, I know that structured annuities in general, they've had way more assets move in in the past year, especially after uh, uh, last March of, of 2020, the big downturn, uh, and thankfully a massive recovery since. But We've seen a lot of people say, you know what, I'd rather have my money be safe. So we're seeing a lot of alternatives, a lot of structured product use. And if you think about it, those products, they're not as susceptible to this, all the market up and downs. So clients like it, sustainable revenue for your business, something to certainly consider. And, and, and look, I, I've been mentioning this one, insurance should be at least a six-figure source of revenue for everyone listening at least. It's possible to do. I did it in my practice. If I can do it, you can definitely do it. There are so many opportunities we can look at there. I mean, we could do a whole webinar just on that. It really requires thinking a little bit differently. It's not about the needs approach that, oh, you're young, you have a mortgage, you have kids, so you should get some coverage. It's more of the want-based approaches that I want to not leave a tax bill for my kids. I'd rather have an arrangement where they get the same amount of assets without the tax bill. Uh, I'd rather put money in a place where I never have to pay taxes on it again. 
these kind of strategies work. People love them. They want to do them. And gosh, they happen to produce a lot of GDC. In fact, it's the highest revenue, highest GDC producing products that we have. So a great another place to do this. Um, a, a lot of these products too have some asset protection built in there where, you know, if the markets do go down, clients do have some protection in those. Clients tend to like those kind of things. So, so consider that. Um, let's, let's talk a little bit about, I get so many questions about how do I engage clients in financial planning? How do I get them to pay a much higher fee, either if they're paying nothing or if they're paying, you know, a, a much smaller below average fee? Your average fee is below 2,500, or if you think about individual client below 2,500, hey, that's a below average fee. Now remember, all of you are above average. You're above average advisors. It's okay to have above average value and above average price. Remember this visual, price and value are on a scale. If your value is heavy enough and you can help people see that value, the price doesn't matter. So I've seen people mess with their pricing, say, hey, I'm gonna charge like a monthly subscription like Netflix does, and it's really cool. I'm way into that, but you know what? It's more about the positioning of the value because if you get good at this, I'm telling you, price does not matter. I see it time and time again. So here's how to position that value. It's all about the topics that people want help with. It's really pretty simple but it's hard for us to stop, ask questions, and help people identify what are the pains that they have today. The things people wanna work on are the pains, it's the things they want help with. Number one in America, retirement. People want help with how to retire, it's pretty scary that I might stop working and my income goes away. That's a scary thing. Even people that have plenty of assets and will be fine, it's still a scary thing. Taxes. Second biggest concern of Americans. You know what, with any administration change, there's probably some change in taxes. You look at the last 200 years and the trends of taxes and how it correlates to uh, different uh, administrations, different political parties, a lot of stimulus that's gone out uh, in the last year, we're probably going to see some changes in taxes. It's a big concern of people and people want help with that and you can help them with that. We just put out a great tax video. Hope all of you got a chance to watch it. If you haven't, check it out. Uh, I'd be happy to forward it to you again on email. It's also out on our YouTube channel. But uh, gosh, this is the big one. Third one, long-term healthcare costs that might be catastrophic for their family and might eat into their assets. It's a close third, biggest concern of Americans. If you just help people with those three things, you've got something going. But there's so much more. If you really dig in and ask people what they really want help with, you know, they might come up with something like this. If you ask them a few times, what else are you worried about? What else are you worried about? They might have something little that pertains to them that might be the real thing that they want help with. Outside of the big things, they might have something small like, gosh, we just love to have a house at the beach, but we don't know if we can afford it. Gosh, I'd love to have that 67 Camaro, but I just don't know how to get it. I don't know if I can afford it. Uh, gosh, I'd love to redo our kitchen, but I don't know if we can. Little things like that. Sometimes if you help clients do that, it's big. Sometimes they might want help with, uh, gosh, our kids. You know, we supplement it. We give them a little bit of income and uh, 
they might want a, a little bit of help with that. So, uh, so ask questions about what clients want. And it really is the biggest way to find out what they want help with. And those little things, whatever it might be that they want help with, remember, that's the value. They will pay you to help with this stuff. Now, if they go to an attorney to help with this stuff, I can tell you they're gonna charge five, 10 times what you might charge for your financial planning fee. Clients are much better off paying you. You're probably more efficient, you're gonna cost less, but remember, you're above average and it's okay to charge a premium on the average because your value is worth it. And you've gotta believe that up here. And once you believe that up here and you get good at helping others see that value, you've got it made. You can charge 5,000, 10,000 a year for your advice, no problem. So let's work on that. This isn't a flip of the switch. It's something that we should work on in our coaching sessions to get you there. Most of it's up here. I'd say 90% of it is up here. And then the easy part is just the positioning of how to get someone to interpret the value. And it just goes back to these things. It's asking questions about those pains. Now, it's not just the pains of today. That gets you in the door. Asking three times, what, what else worries you? What else do you want to work on? What else can we help with? You'll get down to the big things. You also get down to something that they, they really want help with. But here's what some of the very best advisors do to secure long-term ongoing advice with people. They don't just talk about the pains today. They talk about the pains ongoing that are coming up. So when someone's nearing a retirement at age 59 and a half, there's going to be some decisions to be made. And at 65, you're gonna have some Medicare decisions. You know, at 70 and a half, your required minimum distribution start. You know, a lot of times in people's 80s, their required minimum distributions get really high. And towards your mid 80s, they get so high, they can put you in another tax bracket. And then at the end of life, your kids are going to inherit a tax problem. They all have a new tax problem. So. These are things that are probably not on people's radars. All these things that are coming up. That was just a few simple examples. There's many, many more. But if you can help people see what they're going to need help with down the road, that will keep them as clients for a very long time. So help them see what's coming in the next 10 years, the next 20 years. What are the things that they're going to need help with? What are the life events that are coming and what decisions do they need to make? You know what, even though they might have that problem in their 80s with required minimum distributions in a tax increasing environment, guess what? We might be able to do some things today. There might be things that you could do today to solve their tax problems of tomorrow. So if you're talking long-term, that's how to have an ongoing advice relationship with people. And that's the way you need to think about it. Ongoing advice is the future of this industry. That's what's increasing. And as asset management decreases, you can more than replace anything that you lose from fee compression or any market downturn. You can make up many times over and then some through this kind of approach. There's massive, massive potential here. Now, what's likely to happen? You launch this and assets to continue to go up as they had through uh, all of your career. And uh, you're gonna really do well here. But these concepts are working for lots of advisors and I'm excited to see you uh, get them going here.
So um, another thing to consider here, there's one cure for declining assets. It's pretty simple. It's new assets. New assets in the door are the easiest way to replace things that are going down. So when I see the advisors that are in client acquisition mode, they've got great net flows. They're bringing in way more than goes out the door. Those advisors never feel the downturns. At worst, they kind of see like if the markets go down, they're down for a couple of months, they probably see the same revenue for a couple of months. So it's a big thing to consider that that's really the importance. It still is the number one part of this business is accumulating more assets because if you got them here, yes, you can create a lot of revenue. That will always be, uh, be a big part of our business, but I'm talking about sustaining. If that revenue goes down, we're replacing it. And then some with other methods, other re revenue methods here. So a, a couple of things on this, I've got, you know, just of course, some of the methods that are always working. We've been talking about those the last couple of these monthly webinars and videos, but if you think about replacing assets constantly, think about when there are market downturns. That sometimes is the point where people are most likely to make a change. You know, clients are comfortable if their accounts are going up. There's not much of a pain point that, even though I haven't heard from my advisor in two years, my accounts are doing pretty good. I'm just gonna keep the status quo. And the way the human brain works, the human brain craves equilibrium. We don't like to disturb the force and go out and do something too different, too drastic. But when we have pain, all of a sudden the brain says, whoa, this is not okay. We've got to get back to equilibrium. So something has to change to get us back to when we're okay. So when markets are down and people feel the pain, they start getting the statements and what? I've been paying this person. I haven't heard from them in two years and I'm losing money. Pain point, now it's time to make a change. So it's always one of the greatest points to replace assets and pick up new clients. When things go down, it always, always in time, I hear from all the best advisors, a lot of you, that's when new money comes in. But like I said, you've got to keep that stream coming and to never feel it from day one, that first month that things go down, if you have new assets coming in, then that's when you'll never feel it. You don't wanna have a lull and then replace it with new clients after. You wanna have sustaining revenue declining at all times. No lulls, we're gonna erase those and eliminate those. So I tell you what, I have seen a surge in rollovers, people retiring, in-service distributions, most, plans once people turn 59 and a half, those assets are free game. So I've seen a big surge in those in the last year and even in the last few months. So go after that. It's really a massive opportunity for you to capture a lot more there. So get focused on those. That's probably your biggest referral opportunity is being very specific on who else needs help making these decisions when it comes to an in-service distribution when it comes over to rollover and what choice do they have? How do they understand what the difference is with Fidelity uh, or Vanguardians of the Galaxy or you working with a professional? Are they going to be on hold for 45 minutes and get some kid that's just out of college working out of the house or are they going to get you 
a professional with experience, with designations that is no contest, not even in the same league, doesn't even play the same game at those other popular players. I'm telling you, it's really huge right now. Referrals, look, we've talked about this. Referrals like the center. Everything in marketing really just revolves around referrals. So lots of new assets are coming from rollovers, in-service distributions with existing people, but roll, uh, referrals are always going to be the way that new people come in the door. I just recorded a great podcast. It's going to come out in the next couple of weeks with the number one advisor, uh, Barron's Hall of Fame advisor. Uh, it talks all about niche marketing. It's a whole hour of us just talking about it. You're going to love it. It's coming out. Great stuff coming on that. I've talked to a lot of you about this list of 100 concept. It's getting, gosh, a list of really key people, the people who re refer you, prospects that you have, people that you wished you were doing business with, sending them items of value. Our marketing minute, I've got a lot coming out on that the next few weeks. Uh, uh, you're going to see this Friday, we're going to talk about um, just what you could be sending these people. Uh, and then how to kind of orchestrate it and, and get it out in a regular fashion. So look for those videos, marketing minutes, lots of great stuff coming. We'll get that podcast out to you uh, once it comes out here next week. So listen, stay on offense at all times. That, that's the big message here. If you're on offense, you're always bringing in new assets. You're always increasing revenue in the important areas of your business. You're going to be growing no matter what. But Insulate yourself from something you can't control, these market downturns. And I'm telling you, your advice revenue is the biggest opportunity for all of you. All of you could get so much more from that potential than you can imagine. There are six-figure, seven-figure lifts sitting waiting for you in that department. So stay on offense. Let's go after those. Let's talk about these in our upcoming coaching sessions and work on how you can keep other sorts of revenue increasing, keeping new assets coming in, just keeping these growth methods going. So it's kind of a theme here. What got us to this point may not get you to the next point. So listen, the last 10 years have been great. The next 10 years are going to be different. We're going to have to think differently. We're going to have to do some things a little bit differently than we've done in the past. A lot of the fundamentals are going to apply. Always doing more for clients with the experience, bringing them new ideas, engaging them in your latest services, your best services, always gonna be a staple. Attracting new people at the top of your book that you're best fit to help, that are profitable clients for your business. Those are always gonna stay. And getting more efficient every day and making that happen, those are fundamentals that are gonna stay. Little nuances might change within it over the next 10 years. Might have to think a little bit, do things a little bit differently to get there, but um, hey, that's one of my favorite parts about working with you. It's helping you through the change, helping you think differently, helping you implement differently, bringing you the new ideas and helping you implement it. So thank you. I love working with all of you. Uh, it's been an incredible journey. And uh, gosh, we got some great videos coming out here uh, in, the, in the short term and some more really great monthly topics coming up. We have lots of uh, featured top producers that are coming up. We're going to have a lot of guests on these things. So you're going to hear from them, what's really worked from them and uh, what you can copy and apply to get big results. So thank you everyone for being on live. Thank you to all of you for watching the replay video. Everyone stay bullish, stay awesome and get big results. Take care.